0: This is your chicken neck nibbling Dr. Tar.
1: This is Professor Feather.
2: This is the Midnight Gadfly. This yes. is yes, Dr. Head.
3: And this is Paul the Blue
2: Fez. And you are listening to Oh. My.
1: Forty-seven. The second movie was made in 2021. The first movie was uh, directed by Edmund Goulding. Yes, that Edmund Goulding. <laughs> and the second one was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yes, that Guillermo del Toro. Totally different movies based on a novel by um, William Lindsay Graysham, which... This is interesting. The novel came out in 1946. The first movie came out in 1947, a year later than uh, the, when the book was published, which is very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I did a little bit of research, but couldn't really find out how that happened, um, how they got the, you know, it, it just happened so fast. Um, of course, movies were made faster back in those days, too. But it was, that was pretty notable, I think. Um, whose uh, actual idea do you think it was? To, to I don't do know. I, it? Couldn't, I couldn't really. I re- couldn't really find out. I think it was the studio, but who? You know, um, whatever I, the you know the I studio know for. Um, you know, the studio that was uh, um, that did uh, the original, the 1947. Let's talk right. about. The, let's talk about the original first, since it did come out first. It was made in 1947. It stars Tyrone Power, Joan Blondell. Colleen Gray, uh, Helen Walker, Mike Mazurki. If anybody knows who Mike Mazurki is, um, he played Bruno, the uh, strong man, um, and that, that was about it for the people in the movie. It's black and white. Um, it's classified as noir, and I would put it into the noir. I, would, I was I would put that. it into the noir category, yep. um, and um, for years, it has been one of my favorite films. Um, I really like it. It's it's got its flaws, but uh, there's it's got it's got a lot of good things. that The story itself is really good. Um, the twist on the ending, which we'll talk about in a little bit too, um, but not a bad movie. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out there about about this movie in particular, not the other one. Um, the fields open. I'll say that uh, I
2: like the the two main women that are in there: Colleen Gray and Helen Walker. Um, They're both really good and uh, very striking. Um, The other thing that really takes me with these older movies is the cinematography and how they have these shots where the camera is moving quite a bit. Um, And they get these really cool shots. And I'm thinking of the one where he's uh, walking away from something up in the foreground and he goes behind a curtain and then you see him through this little window and he just kind of looks over his shoulder at what was going on behind him. Um, That was Tyrone Powers did that. Um, and then just all of those kinds of things, you know, the 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 way they would create those movies so quickly, but they were obviously these people that made a ton of movies because craftsmen. They, yeah, 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 they were craftsmen, they just really could block this it stuff was a, out. Yeah,
1: it, it was a production company. It was an industry. Yeah. They they cranked them out. It, but as a yeah, as a consequence, they all had uh, they're just really good craftsmen. You're right there, Tar. Um, yeah, the you know, a beautiful cinematography in the in the original. Um, and the you know the the typical noir lighting, um, which I thought was uh, used e- extremely well, um, and and a halfway decent story. Tyrone Power was in his prime at the time. It's interesting that he chose this one to do, you know, considering all the his other what he's noted for, I guess. You well, know, there was a point it. there with him in the studio because he wanted to do this, and they. They didn't really want him to, but you know he was pretty powerful, so they let him do it. And he did another film at the same time. I forget the name of it, but uh, they intentionally held it back until they released this one. This one was a box office flop, and so then they released the, the next one that was a pretty big hit. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll remember it. Um, well, this flopped
4: any... because people wanted him to play the characters that he used to play. Yes, he—he he, he, yeah. he, he, right. he is an actor wanted to be playing this darker role. Which yeah. I mean, I think he did a, such he's... a great job. as this manipulative, you right. Know, right? Self, right. self, uh, absorbed kind of a person who just simply just wants to claw his way to the top and and to get everything he can.
0: I like and, how he and, ponders it too, and it's just like, why, you know, why do I feel this way all the time? It's just me. You know, just yeah, it was, yeah, you know,
4: and like right. nothing satisfies him. You know, mm-hmm. it it doesn't really matter, um, and he becomes just kind of tyrannical. But, and that was something that he relished. And uh, audiences didn't want it. Uh, it it right. reminded me a little bit of that. That aspect reminded me a little bit of of not to compare a- actors, but when Jim Carrey brought out Cable Guy, which I thought was a really good movie, because uh, he's so dark and it shows right. range that he. He can act in this really dark comedy.
0: But there again, um, bombed, it's
4: like, it bombed at the stu- b- box office right. because the, the audiences wanted him to be that slapstick, rubber faced goon. And then what was the movie that came out after that? Liar, Liar. And where he was right back to doing
1: the same old shtick. And, you Made know,
0: millions and all that. It thing. did. It totally. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I agree with the, the, the vast majority that uh, Cable Guy shouldn't have gotten any kind of accolades because I didn't like him in it, I didn't like the movie at all. Um, and I didn't like him in it. Um, I, but I, I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan. Period. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, this movie—that's why I said—that you know came out and uh, pretty much a box office. But then it became a cult classic. You know, it over the years it has grown and grown in in its uh, reputation and is considered now one of the top noir movies. The story involves—it's a very interesting story. Um, what's the story, Fez?
3: <laughs> well, well, Heather, thank you for asking. The story, Mister <laughs> and Missus America, as a Connie tries to fly too close to the sun, he gets burned and crashes to Earth. Did you away. say
0: kami <laughs> <laughs> I did. He was
3: a red. <laughs> so, it basically, the, the movie, uh, the story starts out in a carnival, and we're uh, following—is it uh, Carlton? What the, was the Stanton? Name? Carl- Stan- Carlisle, Carlyle. Stan Carlyle. Right. Who's
0: the great in this, Stanton?
3: Yeah. Who's in this? In this? Um, Carnival and he ends up befriending uh, Zena and Pete who have a sort of mesmerism um, act. And as the story involves, there's, he discovers, um, Stanton discovers that they they have a, a code, this this thing that they do, how they can read the audience and appear to be, you know, mentalists and whatnot. A and mentalist, mentalist. Yeah, yeah, and he eventually learns the code, uses that, parlays it into a successful career, and then, sort of like Icarus, flies a little too close to the sun there, and we
1: will. T- we will. This will be a spoiler uh, episode. Yeah, too,
3: and and uh, and and crashes. And the thing is, is that I, 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 there's a part of me that, first of all, I would like to compare it to the second one, but I don't want to yet because we haven't talked about that. Um, for me. When I was watching the movie, and I, this this kind of harkened back to the um, film noir class I took when I was at Bowling Green State University, and I'm kind of surprised this wasn't shown in class. Uh, we did a lot of the standard, you know, crime noir movies, um, and while I liked the movie, and it it's interesting that it's considered part of the noir genre. I I there are sometimes I felt like the movie played it a little safe especially when we got when we were with the carnival folk and there was and I don't know if this was just code that the the it, it code was at the time was, was it was kind of raining them in because <clears throat> there there was just I, I often felt like I'm watching this and I felt like they're like oh they're being held back but
0: with I kind of like that though I, I thought it was interesting how they kind of skirted it but it was how I, I to present it, it you know yeah. is just and get that yeah. Yeah, I don't I know because I'm
3: going to be honest. It kind of felt like the almost like the the carnival of the Wizard of Oz. It, it, it was just I don't know. It just seemed a little too I don't know, just uh, sanitized. I wanted it to be oh, a little sure, bit more yeah. more gritty, gritty. And, and,
1: absolutely. And I, and
3: I just wish if the code hadn't been there, this thing could have been like a couple of steps beyond. Maybe well, they, well
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and the same thing goes for the, for its end. You know, in the original end, well, that yes. was that was the writer the director wanted yep. that and then the studio like, "No, we have to make it give it a ray of hope." And it's like, "God damn it, don't you understand the concept of the story?"
3: Exactly. Right. Yes.
4: And that, been, and that's uh... brings it full circle because that's part of the part of the important storyline here is this he of oh, the geek yeah. well yeah the, the geek and how that geek plays you know as the a tragic catalyst yeah. in the first th- third of the movie um and then it kind of comes full
1: circle back to that you know the degenerate well let, of... yeah let me explain something interject this because there might be somebody out there listening that doesn't know what a geek is because yeah. geek has a different meaning today yeah uh, a geek at that time was a person, a, a man that uh, would bite the heads off of chickens and they would uh, they would bite rats into they would bite uh, snakes into um, they were uh, an attraction in, in the fairs and carnivals um, and not and it was even uh, very controversial at the time. As you see in the film, um, when they come um, when the police come, there's a raid. And they have to hide everything, geeky, geekery, you know, but that that comes, that yeah, and that's part of that's part of it too. But yeah, the it's the code. It was definitely the code. But in, that's what a geek is in the original. Um, Tyrone Power uh, or Stanton is already in the carnival. He's a member of the carnival. He knows everybody. He's he's one of the guys, you know, um, and he's like walking around, and he walks over by the, the geek display, which is a pit in the ground. And the geek was usually kept in this pit in the ground, and then they would throw the stuff down to him, and people would stand around the pit watching it. And in this one, they, you see him throw it into the pit, and that's it. You don't see anything else. It, you stay on Tyrone Power and get his reaction to what's going on. And you um, hear the audience. And you hear yeah. the audience
2: him say um, what how does a man end up at, the, at that level or something like like that you know what I mean as he's just looking in disgust he says those words which really kind of foreshadows
1: yeah it's the, yeah and and um, the other thing too and this is a comparison between the two films too um, when we when we talk about the second one um, really good use of depth of field um, foreground middle ground and background all having something going on quite quite often in this movie too um and it in you know it's um and i, I think that's kind of notable and
3: um, well if you think about it it's kind of reflective of just this this the story content we're talking about people who are you know pulling the wool over your eyes they're tricking you and so you kind of have to pay attention to every plane because there's something going on.
1: Undet- on yes,
3: yeah, and they're slipping. They could be slipping something past you. So the the story is dealing with these people. So I think it's interesting that they sort of applied that to the cinematography. That there's you kind of have to really look and watch, you know, because they're they're kind of pulling a you know sleight of hand on you sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's so, a, a fire breather <clears throat> in the background of uh, Stanton mm-hmm. during the uh, geek scene and so you're kind of watching that too you know in you know but you hear this, him
0: gasp and has you this know other
1: the, yeah and you have this other action going on like you said i think that that's just um, you know a very good a very good uh directorial move yeah, I and, think and you know um way I of like doing. the the religious thing that went through it
0: too
1: it was you know yeah it, and the 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 book uh, was way more religious. He was actually a minister in the book um and ran like a, you know, a tabernacle or whatever right you know. he get, he was in the book. it was it was way more, you know, that was uh, kind of a departure get, right. from right.
3: yeah, we get shades of it in the first movie, not so much in the second.
1: yeah, they talk about it in the but second. It, one it's too, interesting but not as this, much. it's yeah. there again, it's it's that code thing, you know. Oh, you've got to be saved, you know, and all this kind of kind of played into that, and and you know the studios pretty much had to do that. You um, know, they did not pretty much after they did. You know, um, but I don't know. I think the first movie's pretty good. And Yeah, and we're talking about the uh, the the full circle. Um, he's watching the geek. He gets explained what a geek is uh, and how they become a geek, how a geek is made, and. Um, uh, and then that then that comes back around to the end where he becomes a mentalist through uh kind of it's kind of an interesting uh way that he it's how it's treated between the two movies but um uh, he gets this this book and he and molly uh go off to chicago and become stars at, in a mentalist act and you know replete in the uh Penguin suits and you know, glamorous dresses, and then the, there again that depth of field in inside of the that huge, huge nightclub, you know, <laughs> and you know, whenever they did fairly close up work, you still could see a, you you're watching the background, watching what's going on in the background. You can see it, you know, if you're if you pay attention to it, as opposed to you know just watching the the action in the foreground. Just um, kind of a, a has kind of a, a bigger feel to it than a lot of noir movies. Um, does that make sense? You know right not that, you know, but you know, but I, would, I claustrophobic not, not as claustrophobic as most See, noir I thought, has the tendency yeah,
2: to be. Well, I thought this was pretty claustrophobic, especially like when we we're in the circus, we don't get any big wide shots. Uh, and then he gets not doctors. in the
1: original. You're, you're yeah, right. in the original
2: and then in the doctor's office, the doctor's office is like this little box, you know, and like everything is just kind of crammed together. Um, so it, to me, like even though he had the middle ground background, they really compressed all of that. So it, like the circus, I think I thought it worked great because you felt like you were somebody in the crowd watching all right. of this. You know, you didn't have this like per, uh, point of view outside of just being right there in the, in this uh, the scene.
1: Okay. So anyway, he goes on to be, <laughs> he goes on to become uh, uh, this um, pretty you know on his way to star stardom uh mentalist. another
0: another Yuri Gelly. And he's
1: and he's um, uh, no, he's, this is more like who's those guys? I see dead people. Though he that's what John, Edwards. Like. Yeah, John yeah, Edwards. Yeah, there we goes John Edwards. Um, he's more like him. Um but he is doing a performance and um, in the original, he's talking, and he gets introduced to another character who is more or less, and not a minor character, but a, a, a lesser character in the first movie, um, Dr. Lilith Ritter. She's a psychologist, uh, and played by Helen Walker in the original. And I, I the thing I think Helen Walker is, was was really good looking. <laughs> I, yeah, I also was. think that Colleen Gray was that played Molly. Um, I'm not a big fan of her acting. I think she overacts a little bit, but she's she was very pretty. I thought, um, which is good for that role yeah. and good for the role. But uh, he meets her, and there's a confrontation because she does, she she's got his number right you know from the beginning. So she tries to uh, out him, but he and, and this comes back to, to to a main line in the story. He starts reading her. And he gives a cold reading, and but it's but it's pretty much right on, and it pretty much humiliates her in front of the crowd. he even says some things that he humiliates her. It's even more pronounced in the in the second movie. Yeah, um, and that sets up what what happens. Then he has a he, there's a judge there, and she's associated with the judge, and she gives him the her well, anyway. She they get hooked up. I I I might get of two, the two movies really met, mixed up here. Uh, in their in their meeting, um, but she um, met, lets it be known that she wants to see him. Put it that way, so he he goes to see her, and they form a very strange partnership in trying to uh, uh, grift right. yeah. rich people. <laughs> the judge and and then this other guy that comes in that. Uh, <sighs> Ezra Grindle was his, uh, uh, the name in the in the book in the movie. The sheriff. But, no, no. Uh, oh, the, well, the sheriff, and that's that's you know we haven't really got. I went way past that. Yeah, the sheriff. That's right. where. You're I right, Tar, because the, the, the sheriff is where, uh, Stanton really shows his his be his, his his ability to read people. His gift, yeah. His gift. What? What? Yeah. And then. His grift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that because there's the whole scene in there, and we'll talk about that. I'd rather talk about that in the second movie <laughs> um, because I like that the scene in the second movie better. Um, but the, so they they form this partnership, and uh, he is just a manipulator, and he thinks he can manipulate everybody. But in the end, you find out that uh, because he had humiliated her, she has been man- manipulating him all along. Um, and uh, through a cer- series of circumstances, um, he gets um, into a uh, altercation with this Ezra Grindle, who's really rich. You know, this guy—this I mean, guy, guy is like one, one of the top filthy rich people—and uh, has a has a run-in with him, knocks him down, and then he goes, takes off um, with his with Molly, who was a reluctant participant in this grift. And uh, but then they kind of get separated, and things happen. He goes back to um, Ritter, Doctor Ritter, and she kind of reveals what's going on, and then his downfall. He he tries to get away; they're they're after him. He gets away and becomes a bum, and uh, eventually gets back to the Carney and. Goes in and is looking for a job. He's a drunk. He's a, he's a you know he's a down and out guy. And they and he fills out the geek
0: application.
1: And they <laughs> yeah <laughs> they the guys he said he didn't have any any position for him. He said but I do have. And this had all been told before. We heard this in the in what telling what a geek is how a geek is is made. Now there's a key word is made. Yeah. Um, and at the end. The guy goes, oh, I think I got a job for you. Yeah, I think I got a job. It's only a temporary, you understand. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's being the geek. And he's and Tyrone Power is just looking at him, and he says, well, you know, uh, well, what do you think? What do you think? He says, uh He just kind of smiles and says, I was made for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And, that's, be-
1: and and then, that you, th- you okay, that, you know, the very first time I watched this movie, to be honest, I thought that was the end. Okay, that was it. But then all of a sudden, you see him as a geek. Um, later on in the Carney and Molly comes by and Molly sees him and Molly saves him. That's what Dr. Head was talking about. Redeemed the happy, yes. the yeah, happy, the happy ending. ending that was that was supposed to yes. end that. That was yes. the job that was
4: made I was made for it. Yes. That's that was the original ending. Sunray, right. yes. sunshine guy. But the studio wanted it to be a little brighter and you know. Exactly. No, no, yeah. and,
1: and rightfully so at the time because that's what was the the, the, the majority perception, you know, and, and how it had to be. And everybody, even there, you know all the all the uh, population all took all takes all that with a grain of salt, you know. And you had to at the time. There wasn't much you could do about it. But that's pretty much the movie. I mean I've left out a lot of the details. Uh but I think we can cover all those when we talk about the next movie. Um in a little more in depth. Um can I, I this it? like I said, I this is one of my favorite movies. I really like this movie. I've seen it numerous times and uh, anything else anybody want to say about this or the original I'm with you there uh, Professor Feather this is
4: also one of my favorite films of the era and and, uh, my favorite one of my favorite noir films Um, I mean you you know the the psychiatrist the doctor uh, you know she is the consummate femme fatale you know And, and, and not knowing that in the first one it's it's not as obvious that this is what, who she
1: is until well, and she's not switch. as prevalent in the right. Exactly. And I think that's what adds it's, to the, they sense don't yet. Yeah. I might've even been, you know, tell her not teleporting. Yeah. I might've <laughs> you uh, might be, you might be teleporting, but teleporting time yeah. slip. <laughs> 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 some of the, some of, some of the characteristics of the second movie into the first movie. A yeah, little well, bit it's, more. It's so. developed it, a lot more in the second film than the yes, first for yes, sure. Um, yes, yes
4: but but no I, that's when it, when it's revealed like that it's like oh you feel that knife go in the gut it's like oh shit you know um, yeah I, and I, I really I like this movie as well it, it it does it does kind of tread lightly through all the the what it could have been so much grittier and dirtier and and um, it, you know this kind of expose but I love the shot of seeing the initial act with Xena when when you see how she's getting the readings because there's that hole or there's that glass on the floor yes. and, yeah. and there's and her husband Pete's holding up these signs you know I'm like oh that's brilliant you know that is so that is so brilliant um and just this kind of insider knowledge of, of these things it's like watching Penn and Teller you know bullshit or whatever when they or when they show how they do their tricks yeah yeah and yeah. it's just like it's like
0: oh they let God, you in on the scam right yeah, yeah exactly actual revelation yes.
4: yeah and and I love that and I and I really like how it goes into this what they refer to in the remake as the spook show element or you know the talking with the dead as the grift I think that was really for its time I mean you know that's that's that kind of the spook show however you want to call it the, you know that that was you. know was trying to be debunked by, you know, Houdini was, was going out of his way to debunking these these frauds back in his day. Um, and so I, I like that they brought this in as an element, and I, I, I too love the cinematography. It's gorgeous. It, it reminds me in, a, in a, some ways, especially that scene where where they're, where they're doing the grift, and here comes, you know, the, the dead, the supposed dead woman in the background. It, this is something like Jacques Tourneur would have shot. You know, it reminds oh, me of yeah. his, his direction yeah. style. To, to it, a, it, in, it, in ways a, you, you know it, with it, the it, whole, suggestive
0: horror yeah yeah the
4: suggestive yeah. element and, and the way it, it's so framed so beautifully and um I, I agree with you I love the way this film looks
1: and um that's another novel. difference between the two movies too is the actual scene in which the uh the Ezra Grindel uh you know that's episode takes place um it's more summer in this one you know um very, you know, the, the scenery is kind of beautiful, you know. It looks pretty good as as opposed to what happens in uh, how uh, del Toro interprets it. Um, the other thing I would like to say, two other things. Before, If nobody else has anything else to say about this movie, I have two th- other things to say about it. Anybody? Go for it. Okay, there's a... In my, you know, uh, years of being on this planet, <laughs> I watched this movie and almost... Every one of the actors, the main actors, are actors that i know, I've recognized. I couldn't tell you their names from anybody. But you've but seen I, them in other. I saw time. that guy. I said, I've seen him before. I've seen him before. I've seen him. I've, I've seen her before. Oh yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. You know, I I think that's I don't know. Um, it's almost like you know, hanging out with old friends, <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other thing I would like to say is that one of the main differences. goes into the slide he becomes a hobo he becomes an alcoholic and when he's in the hobo camp he's got a little bit of dinge on his chin you know on his cheeks and then when he becomes the the, uh, the geek He's clean shaven. You know, he just And nicely
0: he, trimmed hair, Nicely know. trimmed hair. He just
1: looks so beautiful, you know. The Dapper <laughs> Geek. A dapper <laughs> geek. A dapper, <laughs> geek. A, dapper A dapper Geek. Geek, uh, uh, geek Q. What <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's that's all I you know. Sign of the times. What do you what do you what can you do? But uh that's all I got to say about that movie. So you wanna move on to um twenty twenty Ormel del Toro's movie? Yeah, sure. This is a remake, obviously, and this is why we're even kind of talking about this. I, um, um, del Toro wrote the screenplay with his wife, I believe, uh, his new wife. Um, and it really follows the first one in, in a lot of ways. There are major differences, but it really does follow the first one in
0: it's a re, yeah, retelling. It is a, it
1: is, a, yeah. I mean, he adds a bunch of stuff. It's way longer. It's uh, what two hours and twelve minutes long, or two hours. But I also know he yeah.
0: condenses twenty parts, minutes, too. something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Expanded Expand. Oh, some it's, and, I think and
4: it's like two and a half hours. It's, it's two forty or something. It's quite yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, it's quite long. Not that long. Uh, oh yeah, it's two and a half. Certain like, points, but yeah. Yeah, it's two and a half. I think. i the yeah. check, but yeah, I, I know it's
2: quite long. I'm looking it up now because I think it's two forty-five. Do I two hear three? Fifty. Do I hear three? Two, two fifty. <laughs> As we wait. Oh, you guys keep talking. We... I'm not saying
1: stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. I... <laughs> We're not, who wins the pool, not the tapping out. Right. See who wins the pool. I say it's two forty-two. I say it's two <laughs> fifteen. Two fifty or two? No, I'll say two thirty. <laughs> I'll say two thirty because that sounds pretty good too. It's
2: exactly two thirty. What is it? 230?
4: 2:30. 2:30? Okay. That's a dentist's favorite time. Yes. 30. Oh, my tooth. <laughs> so
0: horror
1: anyway, horror host
0: and dad a, this <laughs> two hour and
1: thirty minute movie remake Nightmare Alley by Del Toro. Um, it's shot in color. Um and it's a Del Toro movie. All over in it, in, yes. in, in in many respects. Um you know if you know who del toro is know the movies what he's noted for um mostly monster type things you know into in, a large degree um and this movie is definitely a monster of a different stripe um it's i'm gonna pass this off <laughs> <laughs> dr tar what do you think about the the 2021 version
0: you know it's kind of you know you were talking about how the other one was kind of unrealistic. I think this one has an element of uh, surrealism fantasy to it too, you know, just the uh, the the way certain shots are set, the color palette you know everything's like in that muted colors and sepia dark, you know what I mean and just and like the 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 room full of uh, the fetuses in the jars and stuff like they just. Everything has a little slight, it it has that grittier look, I granted, but it has a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a feel that he has in his movies. They All all these movies have that certain feel to it. And you know, like um, you were talking about like in the one scene where it took place during like a summertime, you know, when he has snow, he also has the other, the scene takes place when it's colder and snowing and stuff and it just, you have stuff coming down, filling the screen, you know, and it, yeah, there's two different looks to it. I mean, I liked it. Don't, don't get me wrong about that, but there's, it's very distinctive of what he does when he, you know, I mean, the looks that he goes for his movies and stuff like that, but.
4: Right. Yeah, visually, it's, it's, it's quite lush and it's gorgeous, especially the scenes in the doctor's office, um, you know, with all that wood and that kind of golden brown. Yeah color art, uh,
3: art
4: deco art deco furniture yeah i mean it's it's really gorgeous I cannot hear you gadfly
2: he's huge it's huge the office is huge right
1: oh, yes yes yeah the, well, uh, it's also yeah it is it, it, but there's also uh del toro being del toro um there are a lot of themes and motifs right. in this movie And uh, the office follows the motif of the Nightmare Alley. If you if you look at how it's laid out, when he moves in, he moves into that small space that's the uh, reception area. Opens those doors into this really long room. Vast. And it's yeah, and you get that, you know, you get that, and it's but it's long but not wide. It's like, like the hallway. Like it's, the like hallway, a hallway. Takes, it's like a hallway. It is like... it, it is you see like, that in
4: the hallway, too, yeah, where it's a very m- long... Multiple hallways. Multiple hallways, hallways throughout yeah. the
1: movie. Yeah. Um, because that all follows the theme of the Nightmare Alley, um, that 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 composed space. Um, Dan Lawson is the cinematographer. Uh, uh, you know, only the best is going to work with Del Toro. He did... Uh, the shape of water with del toro he also did uh the second chapter of john wick um which is uh, actually you know <laughs> looks pretty good and he did he did some other things but uh you know in in here again most of this is under the direction and art direction primarily of del toro because he has everything pretty much mapped out when he gets gets onto the yeah he definitely
0: it's a vision of what it, he's he the wants.
1: vision he he is the pretty much the visionary yeah um what do you think midnight gatfly
2: I really liked it. That's a, I, I think you guys were covering most of the stuff I was going to say, which is just every every single shot is a composed painting almost. You know Image, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, And he really plays to the uh, the actors' faces, like in the way they do every. I don't know. It's just there's some way that he. I don't know if he like mixed these actors together because of the way they looked visually. Um, but it's just there's just something about the way that it is because like I don't think Bradley Cooper's all that like. Super handsome, like I think Tyrone Powers has that kind of classic uh, thing, and he has this kind of devil may care look in his eye. Um, he's a little bit more ma- manic, I think, in the, the previous one, where he's a little bit right. more dour in the new one, um, a little bit more intense. Um, and I like oh, well, uh, the backstory that they how they develop that character a little bit more.
1: Well, that's a that's a major difference between the two movies, um, Del Toro, and this is one of the reasons why it it's a little bit longer. Uh, not really, when you add all of the scenes together. It opens up with uh, Stanton in this farmhouse and he's pulling a body <laughs> over to this hole in the floor and he shoves it into the hole in the floor and then he lights a cigarette and drops the matches and he just throws the match down or something and the place goes up and he goes out. And then there's this uh, Cohen brothers long shot um of the farmhouse burning on this plane on this little rise behind stanton as he's walking away and you just hear a, the hulk music in the background it's, yeah the <laughs> it's just a, but it's a gorgeous shot you know it's just beautiful and um so he isn't in the carnival he comes to the carnival he gets on a bus and the final stop of the bus which i think is very telling too it said the guy, you know, says, "Yeah, final stop. Get off, everybody off." You know, it's <laughs> the line. It's the end of the line. And I'm going, "Yeah, that's that's pretty fitting." Yeah. So you know, he gets off the bus and then get, goes into the carnival. Carnival, which is, which is very odd because it's like in in full swing. But I noticed there was always, and I, th- this is a point of history, I guess. <laughs> um, there's always people moving things around in the carnival, even while there's people there. I don't know if you noticed that, and I'm going. When I was a kid, I went to carnivals, you know, every year. Carnivals and fairs, and was, I mean, I hung out there, um, all you know, to to the point of
0: all day, to, yeah, because to the point to of concern
1: kid. with my parents, you know, <laughs> um, because I was just absolutely fascinated by by carny life, and um, so I think
4: most boys tend to be go through that phase. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I I was the same way. I, I like. Yeah, I could do this for a job. I could do this for a living. Why not? Yeah. I mean, all the
1: corn dogs you could eat? Come on. What,
4: what do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Hamburgers, corn dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to hang out with the scantily clad women. Because I mean, even when I was eight years old, scantily clad women were a feature. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how we got off onto that. But anyway, well, just historically. Well, we know I how never you saw, got off. I never <laughs> saw. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> borrowed one of Dr. Head's socks. I, I um, Ooh. never saw them moving things around. You know, and in the movie you see them, but maybe that's because it's more of a. Sometimes it's more of a bird's eye view, and maybe I was too too close to the ground and paying too much attention. Um, I just thought that was kind of an interesting uh, factor that that went on in the in the uh, composition of the of some of the scenes. Um, just the the large shots that they would have.
0: Yeah. you know instead of the more intimate like well Italian yeah
1: Rampas. yeah in the in the original it was primarily a studio movie um right
0: but del still toro it gives, actually it gives a built, feel to
1: it yeah Des, del toro built the carnival that's a set that's all right. practical there's no cgi in any of that that's but, but all some of the, no, yeah. some of everything the stuff everything is everything is practical some of Which the I stuff think in is, there. you know yeah.
2: Huh? I said some of the stuff in there is actually from an old carnival, like the Ferris yes, wheel. They said yes. Yes. Yeah. A couple yes. of the signs. Yeah. No, but
0: I, I guess it's just interesting how the you know he chooses these bigger shots and you know trying to tell the same story as the other one. I know. I know the the one was necessity, but I think it, it comes off. You know, like he's
1: trapped in his. I, I, I don't know how to well, it's, it, that, it's a different it's a different deal. yeah yeah. Deal. yeah and a different view a di- different viewpoint that's yes. the way I look at it you know this is you know two different uh, people's you know visions of of this book actually yeah
0: which is, inter- yeah, of, which the, is of the which screenplay
1: is, written yeah. from the book and it's um, the fun right now yeah and yeah and that's you know Del Toro has the ability to, to do way more than, than they had to do in under those studio uh, environments of the time right. Um, yeah, that's why the the first movie stands on its own, and this movie stands on its own because yes. Del Toro's vision is is way grittier. Like we were talking about the grit, uh, this movie has way more grit. This movie has has more physical, uh, visual violence than the original. Uh, shows you more, yes. Shows you shows you more. It actually when he's when he goes to the geek. Oh, okay. Somebody tell me. Who is the Barker? Oh, damn it. Come on. Uh, on. Defoe. Yeah. Defoe. Willem (laughs) Defoe. He played the Barker. What was his name? Sam or something like that. Uh, Clem. Clem. That's it. He was Clem. Yeah, Clem. (laughs) Uh, Clem with a huge mouth. And Clem is the one that (laughs) describes uh, what what, uh, being a geek is to uh, Stanley uh, later on. Yeah. Um, Stanton, Stanton, I'm sorry Stanton
0: and he hunts him down to get his uh, fee for seeing the show so that was that's a little different than
1: we well, also yeah, but anyway in the show you actually see him throw the chicken down you see the geek who is this bearded wild-haired guy grabs the uh the G. G. chicken Allen. sorry and grabs the chicken and then bites its head off and it's a, a close-up or a, yeah a, a medium shot i guess of him biting the head off um, something that you know was totally different than the original movie, and then cuts back to uh, to Stanton. Um, so that's that's one of that's that's a big difference right there. The the carnival itself is, and, and here again, this is probably one of the reasons I like this movie. The carnival reminds me of the carnivals that I went to. You know, it really looks like them, um, and because I was going to carnivals in the in the mid fifties, you know, in right. late mid to late fifties. Um, into the 60s And it was just on the downfall of the of the big carnival things but I was I did get to see a geek um, a, a, on at several times you know I always went't saw it <laughs> um, um, and all the, all of the they had a, a you know a, a, whatever you call it they had a um, um, the display with all of the pickled punks you know um, which is a, a, a factor I would like to bring into this um because he you know, does manage to get that uh, Enoch yes. the uh the the creature in the bottle <laughs> and you know they keep they keep going back to that um and I w- can anybody explain me why do you think they keep going back to look at that image okay the third eye
0: the, the imagery of the third eye yeah.
1: well
3: there's that but if you take take it from the biblical standpoint Enoch um was one of the characters in the bible that actually gets taken to heaven he doesn't die he's he's he ascends to heaven whole
0: redeemed yeah right
3: well and he's like the seventh like was it the seventh great 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 grandson of adam but it's he's mentioned that he he's one of the witnesses during the the revelation and so i'm wondering if enoch in this one is Sort of a again that third eye, something that's bearing witness to the rise and fall of Stanton's life. I mean, if you will, I, I was I was kind of trying to figure sus some of that out, and when I kind of dug into the sort of the biblical meanings, that's uh, that's the only thing that I could really kind of come up with is that maybe it's I,
0: just, I I enjoy how he feels. He gets to a point where he feels he's destined to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when it, it's brought out. You know, and the first one was like that
1: too, where that it's told to him that you know. Oh, that's why the that's why yeah. Pete tells him, don't do right. this. Right, Th- this is a slippery slope. You're yep. going to start believing yourself. And then, yeah. Whereas and, Stan yeah. never really believes himself, but when he has believes. The cards read to him, yeah. But yeah, he believes just, that he's good enough that he can you overcome
0: know. that aspect. Yeah, it's.
4: Yeah. And that was his. Well, downside. he knows it's the game. He knows it's the, he doesn't put any stock in into it. Even with the cards, he doesn't. Even well, know he's trying red.
0: not to. Yeah.
4: Right? Yes. Yes. That's
0: that's. Well, the tarot deck is a whole.
1: Guard. That's a whole other uh, subject.
0: Right. Of, uh, that's kind of what I was leading up to. Was that yeah. that how that kind of is it? You know, they kind of suggest maybe that it, it is ordained or whatever he was saying. You know, pre. Well, he also death, has uh, a chance to yes. come
4: back from it. You know, there's that all those warnings in, in yep. both versions. Like, you know, look, don't don't do this thing. Don't push this thing about trying to trying to communicate with the dead. That's that's a that's a place you you know we can't go there. You shouldn't do those kinds of things. Sleep and uh, right, and that's that's when he goes past that. That's that was his hubris. That was his moment of the you know the the tragedy I... tragic action that the tragic hero takes as he does something that you know brings about his eventual death or symbolic death. And well, for him, it was this hubris.
3: Yeah, well, Doctor Head, I'd also like to throw on top of it. Not only is the the hubris the the you know we can see that rise and fall, but this is a character that is a, that we see him dragging a body into the floorboards and setting the house on fire. Which, and again, we've already said spoiler alert. We find out that that's his father through the story. This is in the second one, so. Immediately, we have a character that has, that has committed patricide. And generally, in a story arc like this, the character who commits this act is going to fail. There is no redemption for this person. So no matter how high this character is going to climb, he is going to fall. So the minute we find this out, it's kind of, mm, you throw in the hubris, you throw in the patricide. This guy, there's, there's the no whole, redeeming The him. whole
1: Greek tragedy yeah, exactly. going on now. Yeah. Um, well that brings up a point uh, why uh, del Toro added this whole backstory, which isn't in the original uh, why he added that whole backstory and because you're right when you see that scene of him burning the body and then you kind of follow him, you've immediately gotten got this feeling that this guy isn't right, you know um, he just isn't right no matter who it, once you find out that he, what he did, you know yeah. but even even the, the way he had the body and put it in that you know in, when you first right. see it, it kind of conveys that there's just something not not quite right with this you know. Um, it, but then then again, I, it, when I first saw it, I thought, well you know, maybe that's just you know he didn't want to bury it so. and he was going to just cut all ties so it, the body was you know one of his relatives I was, pre- was presuming that had just died. And that's how he, and so then I kind of looked at what well, it could be that way until you get to, you know, a little bit into the movie and you actually see <laughs> that that's not the case at the original case. He is foreshadowing um, the doom of, of Stanton.
3: Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to go on just, that's the record here, and saying between the two movies, I liked the first one, but I think. Del Toro's, his approach to the story, I think, for me, made a little bit more sense in witnessing the rise and fall of Stanton Carlisle. His up and then crash, I think there was more weight in in the second movie for me. Uh, Because you guys pointed out that even Tyrone Power at the end still kind of looked, well, he's got some makeup, he looks a little rougher, but he still looks like a pretty decent guy. But at the end, bradley cooper looks like he's been dragged through hell i mean he looks
0: well he, he looks right? like a geek <laughs> yeah I, shape, I, I i think a lot of that's just what you're allowed to show though, too. Well, it's just like, s-
3: still but i, I mean, think that's where we get the benefit of a few years we can yes we can actually yes. see the rise and fall i also wanted to throw in that the doctor lilith which Dr. head I have to wonder was there a reason for Lilith I mean we all know the biblical implications
2: of that
3: yeah, I, mean, I, to, <laughs> I
4: mean I think you have I mean I think you have to Adam's first wife you know if you're bringing in Enoch and since there's all these the biblical themes anyway with with him being a preacher and then the first one wanting a tabernacle and you know money to raise for all that I I think there's um you know he's setting himself up to be a different kind of televangelist or you know he's communicating yeah. with the dead
1: um but he was uh, John he was becoming John Edwards Exactly. He and, was. And, I mean that was the, one, that was the character that's what the character is, you know, yeah, is that exactly. He's that that
4: Charlatan. And and with this one, I mean he's he's definitely still in that same kinda of like I'm gonna be successful and I want all this money and fame and but, you know, to your point there, Blue Fez, um yeah, Lilith's a great name for her. But I mean Kate Blanchett, when they show her immediately you know she's the femme fatale. I mean the way she looks True. Yes. looks like the quintessential femme fatale. And that's well, the, The one thing I like about this film, it looks like it was shot in the 1940s, you know, but with the benefit of of color and and more money thrown into it, it's a gorgeous looking film. I mean, it's just beautiful. And I mean, Kate Blanchett's a beautiful uh, woman anyway, but so she
1: looks extra great as this femme fatale. And made her look to, made her look to look like a 1940s you know, early fifties femme. Oh type. yeah, the, the hairstyle, the, the, hair, the dress. The, the I mean, all, I think style, it yes.
4: all looks like it's it was even in... It, the, the look one of, of the, th- yes. the film. It looks like it's we're taking a, sl- a slice from the nineteen forties. It has that look very much like Oh Brother Where Art Thou kind of captured a look of of that of that kind of earlier you know time period. So it, it has a consistent look to it, which I think is one of its strengths. Um,
3: yeah, and and while. I, I think she was the perfect person to cast for this character. This dispassionate, very cold, and it works. But then I thought Del Toro did a nice job in that we, he does engender a little sympathy for the character when she shows him the scar. And I took that as she's messed with somebody powerful, and this was the result. And I, I kind of took that as it, was that Grindel? Did she actually somehow... Cross paths with with somebody powerful like him, and she was disfigured. And you know, you kind of this is how I took it is that there was kind of a double grift here that maybe she, her her practice was a grift on the powerful that she could get information that she would eventually leverage it. But then when Stanton comes in, he kind of adds to the grift, and then of course they're <laughs> grifting each other. But you know, I there, I thought that was kind of nicely done, and also. His humiliation of her in the second movie, I thought, was more pronounced.
1: Oh well, that, that's because it was set up, you know, to be yeah. more more to set her up as more of a an integral character. Yeah. Um. You know, she's an integral in the first one, but just not as as much right. as what Del Toro brought her out to be.
3: Agreed. I I have to say I her character I I, I thought um, Kate Blanchett did um, was much more effective in the second one because of that. And it, I, she was yeah just What's yeah. That? She the does doctor,
4: hold so well, <laughs> oh, she, yeah, she, do, she <laughs> totally does. Um, Sorry, and, she, and from... she still looks the same as she did in Lord of the Rings, you know, like <laughs> yeah. she's never going to age. Um, the, the 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 rich man in the first one, is, 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 did the names change of that character, or are they still the same?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I can't remember the, in the original. because list. Grendel
4: also, you know, has that context. Yes, Grendel yes. is also with Beowulf, I mean, he's the, the yes. creature that Beowulf, yes.
1: um, and I, 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 yeah, I'd have to look and see if I, I can't really. That's odd, I don't know if. Uh, what, yeah, if it's the same name or not?
3: Uh, Grindel, yeah, I believe it is. It,
1: I thought it was, but yeah, I, was. Okay, I thought so that was the to... sheriff's name for some. No, reason, no, no, was no. Like... no.
0: But,
3: uh,
4: sheriff had a different. Name. I mean, the the film looks. I like the remake is beautiful. I, I like Del Toro's movies because they look really beautiful. Yes, they look storybookish. I, uh, I yeah, I I wasn't crazy about it overall. I mean, it's it was an effective piece of film. It didn't really move me emotionally. Um, like the first one, did. I mean, that when I first saw it, it was like, "Wow, okay, this is really." Um, it was a very, especially knowing for its time period, uh, and maybe because I, I, I know the film very well, and it wasn't as shocking. I, mean, I think visually, that's what it, visually, I, it
1: was, I, I, yeah. But I had the same. I, I'm in the same okay. camp, you know. As yeah, you, as you did. It was a little
4: bit long. It was. It was. It took a little too long getting where it needed to go.
1: And I didn't. I don't um, agree with that. But
4: <laughs> well, I mean, because but but it, it's a beautiful journey, though. I'm saying. Yeah. It, you can just absorb the scenery and just choose it up, and if you don't mind that, you're in for a treat because it's all really lush. And well, like I like
0: you I said, love journey though. Yeah. Well, yeah. well here the, the, what, the journey here, part, I, I guess it shows you more of the journey happening, which I thought was really. Interesting. Yeah,
1: because it's way longer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, I know, and like you couldn't him, do that. In the movie from 1947 because you right.
4: got two movies right. playing back to back.
1: Once yeah, you got yeah. news reels right. and cartoons, you want to. You wanna, it had to be in theater. That's right. why they they were always into sure. that, you know, 90, 90 minute movies. Yeah. <laughs> the Geek <Yeah>. Part two. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, are you
1: talking about the you know, the way it looks and, and Kate Blanchett, the, the one scene that is stands out in me for hit, for her and it, as a scene, as a noir scene, is they're in the office and she goes he's standing there and she goes over to the to the couch. And sits on the edge and then reclines back oh, yes, oh, yeah, and yeah. leans back and he, and he kinda leans up, yeah. forward and leans a alo- little and that scene, just looking at that, I mean, that that was just absolute perfection. Yeah, it was. It was to, it was a to great replay scene. that era, you know, just perfectly, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of this movie. And yeah, my opinion on the on, on it being the length and, and, and the content. Is it two hours and thirty minutes? And this is no lie. I when it was over, I had no concept of how long it was. Yeah, That's good. That's, yeah. No concept. Yeah, I went. I looked and went, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> this has been two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, the movie just mesmer- mesmerizes me. Um, it's my favorite Del Toro movie. I'm not a huge Del Toro fan. I like right. a lot of his stuff, but he also makes stuff I don't really like. Um, but I, this was this was this was this is I thought was great. Um, the other thing that we haven't really mentioned in this, the cast of stars in this movie. Yeah, that's what yeah, I got. Um, I yeah.
2: got we got Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett, who you have already seen. Yeah, Rooney
4: Mara, I, I I never would have picked her out because last time I saw yeah. her was yeah. in uh, what was it the the uh, Prometheus,
2: yeah. and I
4: thought oh my god I, I, she was unrecognizable.
2: No 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 that's uh-huh. a different. Uh, you're thinking of somebody else. That's a different actress. It's their Same names name, sound. Right? They their names sound uh, very similar. Um, Isn't it Rooney something? Yeah, but I, I I don't know Mickey. I know what you're talking Rudy. about because I've confused them before. And, <laughs> but but it's, they're not. You have to look it up. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. So we also have hey, Tony Collette. We also have Tony Collette in there, um, and I think yep. you know in during the circus scenes, her and Jim Beaver as the sheriff are like just two really good ups, along with you know like w- what you've already talked about with William De- Willem Dafoe. Defoe. Um, no, and, yeah, yeah,
1: Ron Perlman as Bruno yeah.
2: Ron
4: Perlman is beautiful, wonderful, and then uh, who, uh, also David, Strathairn, the end,
2: David Strathairn. David Strathairn. Oh, was, David Strathairn. Who looks yeah. like the original actor for from the um the original movie?
1: He kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he has that.
2: Yeah. He, and then he, who's the
4: last circus? The guy who when he when he who hires him as the geek at the end? Oh, it's Tim, Tim Blake, Br- Nelson. Yeah, 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 Tim Blake yeah, Nelson. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson, right. Yeah,
0: and he's got uh, that. He's got
1: Ma- that head. Old just... yeah, yeah. McCannley, and the, however you say his name. Well, and the the, the, the is it? Yeah, Macaulay's in it. Yeah, the, he the, plays the the, the the bodyguard guy.
2: Yeah, and then there's the brief uh, oh, Mary yeah. Mary Steenburgen. Oh show, yes. Part. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and Richard yeah, Jenkins as yeah. Grendel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Which, almost yeah. you know, kind of the unrecognizable.
4: Cast is, the cast is, is is stellar. I mean, again, yes. nothing wrong with it. It is a fully competent, beautifully shot movie. It just didn't move me um, yeah, in a way yeah. that I was wanting it to because I like the Taurus films, uh, like you, Professor Fred. I wouldn't say I'm a a huge fan. I like a lot of his work. I think I think that he has a like singular vision that is really quite quite wonderful for a director, and he carries it through pretty effectively on most everything yes. he does. Yeah. And um, you know, but this this one, I, I it just was for me like uh, it just I had to watch it again. I want to watch it again, um, in, in due time because like you know it, it's a two and a half hour movie and uh, you know it. But it was just my my first reaction, but I still liked it. It just didn't go crazy about it.
3: Now, what I'd be very curious to see is the 2021 version in black and white because I guess there is a black and white print of Del Toro's movie. I'd be very curious to see how that one panels huh. um, against the color version
1: film it would be technical. interesting because he uses yeah. a lot of the techniques if you notice yeah. in you know of the of that uh, of the noir cinema <laughs> um, <laughs> Iris in and, in and Iris out sometimes Iris yeah, yeah which aren't mm. those really aren't <laughs> noir those are actually silent yeah silent movie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well but,
4: I could probably he, find a copy I could probably uh, make it to a black and white. If, it would you know, be if you, yeah, but see, if you have
1: a media player, you could do the same thing. Yeah, but that's not, No, you can't. <laughs> you can make it look black well, and white. You but that's out, not, you, the well, that's as not the same. That's not the same. Shooting it for black and white. No, that, true. that is true. But totally if they a black different. and white copy, then that means they're simply
4: it, they're digitally taking the color out and replacing it with black and white. They probably he didn't shoot it twice.
1: No, well, I, and I'm even saying unless it's a unless they went back and totally digitally manipulated it. Right. It's not the same. No, I don't it's, care. It is not. Even, you can probably. want to see it. I don't want to see it because it's not shot as a black and white film. It's right. shot as a color film.
4: Then the black um, and white is the is taken out. Unlike that, where like the, was it the, well, uh, and the white Well, And it's not only really just the way the colors black.
1: are taken right. out. It's how you light it. When you light for black and white, you don't light it the same as you light it for color. Right. That's why when you translate a color film into black and white, it doesn't work. It doesn't if you know anything about film, it doesn't work. You can look at it and say, Oh, it's black and white but if you know anything about it and you look at a good black and white film that was shot in black and white and compare it, you'll see the difference. What if it so, is if, if you want to see it, I can yeah, I can understand yeah, that as a that's true as a purely intellectual I just
2: and I have a I have a question because if you shoot it in color but you light it like it would be black and white and then convert it to black and white. Because you know that would be something different. You know what I mean? So, like, because that, that's which, what I think
1: one of the r- which r- could be which could maybe and there again yeah. I'll, I'll I'll concede that that could have happened maybe in this movie. It um, looks like everything it. To me, everything I've ever learned, like that.
3: you that's just really hard to do. Yeah. So uh, there's an article in Variety in December 2021, and Del Toro is quoted as saying, "Although we shot Nightmare Alley in color, we lit we lit the film as if it were black and white. You can see exactly the same level of design, and we wanted to give viewers the special advantage." As a take of the classic noir genre that the film is part of, Um, so it looks like they had this in mind that they might want to attempt a oh very cool a, a very digital cool. color dropout, I guess. So they they let it like a black and white film, but it was shot with color. I'm stuff.
0: almost curious to watching it that way. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, No, I'd like to see it that way too.
3: Because to yeah, how,
1: and, yeah, how, yeah, how
3: it looks.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even uh, Lauston <laughs> says that we designed it, shot we were always thinking of color and black and white at the same time. So interesting. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd, I'd be curious to see that. What if they'll do that on the D de- or like the Blu-ray
0: release? That'd be cool. Give you two different versions.
2: Yeah. Numa, Numi Rapace, that's who was in Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus, yes. Oh. Previous, yes okay,
4: yes. I was thinking, my God, she looks so different. Because I was watching that. She does. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now I know why. Yeah, I was, yes. uh, The Christian Bale of actresses. (laughs) Mrs. Head and I were watching this. I'm going, she said, this is Ruby. I go, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. And we both thought it was the same actress.
2: No. Now I know. Rooney Mara is Kate Mara. I don't know if you know who Kate Mara is. It's her sister. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No idea. It's the same, same or sister? I think they're sisters. Yeah.
1: Kate Mara and Rooney Mara. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting too how it when you look at her in the movie she's relatively plain looking until she gets into the big time um and even then you know she's not as that your classic you know, glamorous character. as Kate Blanchett Yeah that's a you right. know, a conscious effort to you know to separate the two she's the more wholesome mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Kate Blanchett. Just, I mean the cam. She just
4: like the camera just drinks her in, you know. I mean she can't. It can't help it.
2: Yeah, it's true. And she's she's yeah. a she's a great actor too. Like just all the different oh, roles yes. that I've seen her in. Um, if yes. I did, what doesn't she do a scene in Cigarettes and Coffee, the Jim Jarmusch movie? Yeah, where she plays yes. two parts. Yeah. She plays her yes. her her like ditzy sister or whatever. Not ditzy, yeah. but just like the kind of like. Uh, yeah. devil may care, you know, and they're just devil kind of hair. yeah. It's really well yes, that's well right. done. Yeah. So
1: that's good. That's one of the good good episodes. But yeah, this movie also has I mean, would like to go back to the to the uh, set. Um when he first gets to the carnival and uh, they kind of hire him to help tear everything down, and that's how he kind of gets his in. Well, the geek gets away, and they chase the geek, and they come up to him and say, "Look, you know, we're chasing the geek. Just if you find him, don't do anything." Said, and so he's looking, he's looking underneath the truck, and they said, "No, no, no, go on down." He goes down, and where does he end up? In a tunnel. A what is fun that? the fun house? The fun house. Yes. And what is that fun house called?
3: Was it Damnation? Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he goes in there, and the inside of this funhouse is just great. Um, they All of the gear, you hear it when, like, there's this big devil's head, uh, which is, you know, appropriate. And he's going, that opens up, and you hear that. It sounds like a drawbridge race, you know. And, oh, the clanking. Of yeah, the cool. clanking. And then he goes through it. And they also had, Del Toro also had it so that it was leaking inside of this. And so he's walking through rain. And here's another noir, you know, uh, uh, trope. He's walking through this rain, you know, looking for the geek. And it kind of pools on his hat and runs down the back of his hat, if you notice. It's uh, it's really cool, really cool. And he you finally see that gets in the Alien, geek. too. He, he yeah. finally gets to the geek, and he's uh, – the geek is cowering in the corner. And the geek is saying something. It's kind of hard to understand what he's saying. Um and he walks up to him and says, "Hey, come on, come on now, come on. I, I got nothing against you. These other people do that, man. I don't got you. Come on out. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> you know. And the geek, being crazy, picks up a rock and smashes him in the head <laughs> and knocks him down. And uh, he's carrying a, a baton, kind of a stick baton. And he, uh, the geek goes running out and sees was it Willem Dafoe? Um, Clem? Was yeah. it Clem? It was coming in yeah. one. One of the yeah, Clem, I think. Or Anyway, he turns back around and runs, and and Stanton does a beautiful clothesline on the guy, and you know, right against the neck, brings him down, pulls him down. Perfect wrestling. This goes back to Del Toro's early days as a kid watching Mexican wrestling movies. I mean. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. It's beautifully executed. Well, then Stanton gets on top of him and hits him twice. With this bat, you know, in the head, and there, if you look on his face, there's no no expression on his face when he does this. Um, and then they come and say, "Get off him! Goddamn, you're going to kill him!" You know, but there's no expression on his face, which I think is a tell. Uh, but this whole carnival place, when they first go in, there's this there uh, in these old carnies, they'd have this uh, uh, tunnel that you walk through that would actually move. And you'd have to, you know, kind of walk through what's stopped at this point. But Del Toro um, does the shot through that tunnel, so you see the oval. They're caught in this oval, the the, the two characters while they're talking, um, and that pretty much symbolizes the circle that happens, the geek circle, um, you know, and how his the rise and fall of spiral and they spiral down. Uh, they or, spiral yeah. down. This is a, this is a theme that, that plays throughout the movie quite a, quite a, in in a lot of different areas. Um, he uses mirrors a lot too, that uh, reflect. The one mirror says, "Look in the mirror, sinner," or something, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, all of the symbols on the walls were uh, of the seven sins. Um, yeah, I'm just beautifully shot that whole scene. I, I, I really like that, but it also kind of tells the story of Stanton in a nutshell. When you after you see the end of the movie, think about that scene. That kind of tells the whole story in a nutshell, you know, Um, or or, you know the the uh, how the outcome is going to be. I like that. Um, In the in the one hotel, they did a couple of shots through portholes in the doors. The doors instead of having normal windows had portholes, you know. And there was a couple of shots where they used those portholes. A lot of things. The other one I thought was really good in the alley things when they take the geek. To the I don't even know what where they're taking some emergency place in in the slums. <laughs> you know, I think it was the Salvation Army. I said, was it a Salvation Army? Yeah. I couldn't. Oh, okay. Urgent I it was. care. I, I thought, it was yeah. <laughs> but anyway, in this, you know, you know, raining uh, here, not here again. You yeah. know, this yeah. is a, the noir trope. You know, in this, uh, they bring him in the rain, and the sign at the end says Jesus saves. But as they get they move, and they're moving down the alley. I think it's a shot, The sign changes. Part of the laters go off and it says saves, then it's like you know, uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty weird, uh, and interesting. We'll see, but then in that scene, this kind of shows the the dichotomy of Stanton because Clem says, Leave him, leave him. He says, I'll get him out of the rain, you know, pull him out of the rain, Jesus. (laughs) And he does. I'm going, You know, he this is he just beat this guy, so he has really no feelings about anything. Other than you know, he's got just kind of a—I don't know—a guy in the moment. I don't know. You know, that was just kind of an odd thing for him to do. I thought
0: he's like Um, wrestling with himself, though. I mean, maybe that's what that—maybe that's supposed to.
1: Yeah, maybe that's supposed to show that. But I don't know. You know, I just—if you watch Bradley's face throughout the whole movie, it's very interesting. He—it's a—it's a a, uh, psychopath's face. Yeah, Yeah, Um, he he has—he really seems to have no emotion. You know. He he's plays doing everybody. it, but yet
0: he's viewing it. It's just yeah. yeah.
1: That's a psychopath. That's what. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. And, yeah.
3: and and I think the end of the film is where we 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 see that when he pull when he pulls the bedsheet or he opens the window in his dad's room and pulls the bedsheet off of him, wraps yes. himself up. Yes. He's totally dispassionate. Yes, he's like you know that window's yeah. open. His his elderly father is gonna is literally gonna just die right there, and he's just sitting in the chair waiting for it to happen. And they, like, yeah, and they show and that. Yeah, they show. that
1: that's the, cause that whole scene, which the, you know, it starts out in the movie. It's revealed throughout the movie until you finally get to that yeah. scene where, where he does that.
3: Yeah. There was, there was no rage. There was no, you did this to me or nothing. Yeah. No, it was just this like, you know, I, you, yeah, I'm done. You, I, you're yeah, done. Yeah. Cause he leans in and says, I hate you. Yeah. You I hate know, you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but there was like, you couldn't feel the hatred. It was very dispassionate.
2: No, it was, yeah, it was yeah. very much matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the whole th- motif of the watch—you know, getting yes. the, yes. the wa- you know watch—and then you know that being like his last piece of uh, yeah. barter was the watch, you know, and that's giving it away. Yeah, 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 the one thing was you know time's gone now, so it's like we're gonna go be a geek. <laughs> yep. yep,
1: yep, yeah. And at the end, talking about the geek, um, the little uh, difference between the endings of uh, Del Toro's uh, yeah. and uh, the first one. Is when he's asked to be the geek by uh um Tim Nelson, <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson, uh, who I i chuckled when I saw who it was. Um, he says he smiles and says, I was born to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which was is, and, and it was said, in the, the first one, it was to,
4: that's it, that was how it was the original
1: to said, I was made for it. So there's oh, right, a difference right. there, yeah. um, and I think right. that's a I think that's a major yeah. writing difference. Yeah. Um, and I don't I've never read the book. I would like to know what the book says because I think that's straight from the book. And I'm not sure what the book says. Um, I would be kind of interested to know um, because there is a difference. I, in, I, I still like between the, between nurture and nature. <laughs> right, but there's like all this
0: foreshadowing th- throughout the movies, both of them that were. You're destined. This is this is what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's it's a cyclic thing. It's just, just even the way it, you know, it's just. Yeah, you know, I I agree. The, the, you're doomed the, to relive this. Yeah. Yes,
3: the first shot of this film sets up the last shot of this film. I, I right, and and I think if he if he had said I was made for this, it wouldn't have the same punch because of because of his arc. He he there there was no escaping this this fate. This was going to happen. He was born for it. He was just. Yeah, well, at some
0: point he kind of realizes that yeah.
2: Though, too. Yeah. And the, these are both the both the movies are not stories that are made for the end because the end is already predictable. It's just like how do you get to it from yeah. point A to the point whole, B? The way what? they the story they built around it, which was really cool.
1: Yeah. It's an M Night Shyamalan line line line
2: line the ending.
1: No, yeah. where a twist. It's a twist? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no twist?
1: Let's do that
4: twist. I've seen Dead Geekle <laughs>
1: Dead Feekle
3: I, I like One of the other things, a carnival
1: <laughs> twist. One of the other things that, that <laughs> we talk about the 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 um, the mise en scène. You know, the decoration, uh, the of her office. Did you notice on the walls? Those are like Rorschach. Yes. Yeah. Blo- ink blocks uh, <laughs> yeah. woven into the. That's beautiful, and yeah. they look great. And I'm that, going. That's so cool. And then, and, and, and then, yeah, then they so also subtle, use the yeah. the whole. The whole thing of, of her having the secrets, um, the secret compartment where the yeah. recording is, the secret door, the secret uh, safe, you know. The, I think that's that's you know just part of that's Woman part of, of, of what makes Del Toro yeah. a really good director. He is a de- attention to detail guy, you know, and I, I I really give him kudos for all of that, and and not only just detail but how to. You know, there again, you know, it's it, it becomes becomes more artistic, you know, when when you have all of these these uh, not necessarily hidden symbols, but you know symbols if you if you right care right. to to delve into the movie deep enough, you know, um, and I think this is a movie that you can do that with. Uh, he should ways. do. We uh, talked about we talked about the end where where uh, uh, Grendel in the uh, remake. It's winter. Yes, snowing outside, um, you know, totally different atmosphere, right? Um, and at night, which is makes snowing even snow even different, even more different. You know, um, I, th- I thought that was a, a an interesting change. Um, and then you know the the violence and stuff in it, uh, the because, cold you know,
0: violence, yeah, just being, yeah, you know, just, just like, even the temperature, of it,
1: yeah, yeah. I would just like to say.
3: Del Toro and Tim Burton consistently design the best circuses and carnivals in their films. It's and, like they're, every... <laughs> and they're
0: both very distinct, though, too. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? They're recognizable. They
3: they're... always have the best fun houses. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> yeah. wish the fun houses when I was a kid were like that, you know? Because when I saw the, the, the fun house in Del Toro's first, I was like... That it's just the giant devil head it comes up. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, I never had anything that cool when I was a kid. It's Like,
1: oh man. Oh, I did, but oh, I mean, it, no, no, I think the only thing it was not that elaborate, you know. Um I remember them; they were big, a little cheesier than <laughs> than that. But big along paper the mache same, head, along or something the same, like that, yeah. Well, yeah, along the same way, you know, the same. You know, you got in the car and rode through the the thing, you know. And I mean, we've all probably done that, but back then it was a really big thing. They had a couple that I went through that when I was a kid that were, you know, I think I went to uh, the Indianapolis State Fair. And uh, the, I only thing. got there one year. And it's like, you know, it's huge. It's mammoth. I mean, just huge. Huge. It's huge. <laughs> but uh, I remember going to a funhouse there. I went to a couple of them there. One of them was a ride funhouse like that. And it was just, it blew me away. It was so good, so cool. With, with, there's a couple of, like, uh, uh, where did I say? Oh, that
0: spook show DVD that I have. But anyway, they showed like behind this, you know, like a 70s version of going through these things with the cheesy paper mache. You know what I mean? The ghosts and stuff. But, like you go through the track that goes up and down. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what was
1: that on? The... Some hillbilly. Haunted hillbillies in the haunted house or something. <laughs> what? <The haunted> house.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no
1: clothes. Uh, yeah, something like that.
0: Uh, had all the spook show
1: stuff on it. Damn it. Yeah, the two producers that that did the spook show did the commentary. Remember? Yeah. They were yeah. they were they were, they were uh, historically involved in spook shows of, of yes. the day. And yeah. a spook show in that is totally different than what we're talking about. Well, well, what? Well, when they talk about a spook show in in the movie, that's a whole to- totally different.
0: No, yeah, that's the whole act. I mean, that's the, that's the talking, going, to the that's dead going
1: into the dead. Yeah, talking
0: spiritualism and stuff.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there we go. I don't know. I, I yeah. definitely recommend anybody out there to see both of these movies. Yes. Um, they're both, they're, they're both absolute gems on their own. But if you have a chance, watch them both. Yes. No, I, I would see, I would, I would recommend it.
3: I would argue watch the forty seven version first, then Del Toro second.
1: I think so too. I think so too. I think that's a good way to watch them. I would watch a minute of
4: the first one, then the first
1: minute of the second one. And then
0: go <laughs> back and forth a minute at a time. Analyze each frame. That's <laughs> right. Analy- yeah. <laughs> analyze each I like frame. To analyze analyze <laughs> each frame. That's
4: right. That's a whole different movie. On next next on Sane Radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Digging deep. <laughs>
4: Nightmare Anal. I mean, nightmare Alley (laughs) or Anal Alley. I can't remember.
0: (laughs) Nightmare Anal anal. Alley. Nightmare (laughs) Backdoor (laughs) Anal. Yeah,
4: whatever. That's my new profession, Doctor Head, Proctologist. (laughs) Cinema Proctologist.
1: (laughs) Let me let me wet my fingers.
0: (laughs) Delving deep in the cinema.
1: (laughs) Well, there you have it. Anybody's got anything else they want to add?
4: I think you said it all.
2: Probably not, but okay. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! And you are listening to
1: know where to find us. at gmail.com. Unzane radio.com you can catch us on many, many, many feeds out there such as iTunes. We're on iTunes, go to iTunes, subscribe. Listen to all this good shit, man. Hey, what can I say? I'm going to pass it off to Dr. Tar. You can also find us at tarandfeathers.com and the
0: Facebook, Psycho Cinema.
1: Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema. You got yeah, to <laughs> enter it all. <laughs> yeah, Wanna see find. some Tar and Feather movies? Go to um, Vimeo slash Tarn feather. Talking oh, we're, talking, we're talking about noir. Um, you can watch our episode on the the famous noir movie, Detour. And we don't even mess with this movie. We play it straight. Well, we play the movie straight. And it's a great movie. So go and watch that if you're into noir. There
0: you go. And, and Slick Willie imparts vital information. Vital. Vital.
4: Vital. You can watch and listen to Heavy Metal Horror at uh, UnsaneRadio.com, and you can watch us on our YouTube channel, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe, and you can also, Between the Lines, brand new podcast, Writers, talking about writers, talking about all kinds of stuff, here on Unsane Radio as well as on YouTube, Between the Lines
3: Podcast, and uh, I think that does it. And on Wednesdays, don't forget to check out We Freaks on Facebook, W E E F R E E K Z, a weekly webcomic about freaks. Oddly enough, since we're talking about carnivals. And that
1: works. The gadfly is playing at the Apollo in New York City. In his head.
2: Can't get into anybody else's head.
1: <laughs> What's he
2: playing with? We won't tell.
0: <laughs> it was to a full house. <laughs>
2: Uh, in terms of uh, length, if this were the r- original or the sequel, this episode would be the sequel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a scar somewhere I can show you. No thanks. Let's, let, let's, skip, let's skip doing this.